The most important thing is that you have a vision, that you have a goal. Because without that vision and without that goal, again, you're drifting around and you're never going to end up anywhere. People don't become successful just by accident. You're going to get your ass kicked, we're going to get the shit kicked out of us. You got to get up, you got to have faith that the one thing you wanted to happen, oftentimes is the best thing that never happened. So have faith, just keep that in mind, keep plugging away. Never accept the limitations of someone else. Somebody told you that it's impossible. Don't even try. Give up before you even fucking try it for yourself. Never accept the goddamn limitations that someone else has placed upon you. And now, fitnessinformant.com presents the Iron Union Podcast. Let's go. Here we are, guys, back inside the FIHQ, another episode of the Iron Union Podcast, this time on site, live in person, down in Houston, Texas. I was at Glaxon, or Zero Day Manufacturing Facility, beginning of last week, and then the tail end of the week, I flew out to Dallas and checked out our buddies at Rise. But this conversation that you guys are tuning into today, or watching via YouTube, is with the fellas at Glaxon. So you have Michael Bischoff, who is the CEO, Sam Strange, who is involved in the many different things at Glaxon, and then Joey Savage, who I guess you'd call the chief science officer, the nerd of the family, a very intelligent, wise person. Uh, myself, Gerhard, and Robert Shineski, we're all down in Houston, Texas. So this is the Iron Union podcast, but G and Robert got to ask questions and be part of the podcast, be part of our podcast. You're probably also gonna hear this podcast on Robert's Supplement Engineer platform. I haven't seen Robert in a while, so it was great to see him. Gee, I've seen more since he's left FI than I'd seen in the previous two years because of COVID. I always have a great time with Sam. Sam and I go way back, way back to the time at Pitbull Lab. Sam is one of my favorite people in the sports nutrition space. I've gotten to know Michael Bischoff quite a bit over the last six months to a year, roughly, of working with Glaxon, of working with him side by side. He is one of the coolest people, I think, in the space. And Joey is just an encyclopedia of knowledge. I mean, Joey has been around. He spent time with Nutribolt over in the Cellucor brand. He obviously here now with Glaxon and Zero Day and just doing some really cool stuff. Now, when you think about Glaxon, you probably think about a brand that is extremely innovative, but I'm telling you, they are also a marketing juggernaut. They have some cool stuff coming out that I got privy to seeing when I was down in Houston that I can't share until they tell me the time is right. Um, but the one thing is, and this is, goes for the entire trip in Texas, the whole thing was a clusterfuck. And what I mean by that is these guys from both brands are being pulled in a million different directions, trying to get them to sit down for five minutes and have a conversation is an absolute shit show. But we were able to get somehow, some way, Sam, Michael, and Joey all in a room together. It was like six o'clock at night. There's alcohol involved. Yours truly did not partake, but many others did. And then we had a good conversation about all things Glaxon, the 2021 campaign, their 2022 year, their partnership with GNC, how it impacts their retail network and where they go from here. And I hope you guys and girls and anybody who is listening or watching to this podcast very much enjoy it. And if you do, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, whether you are listening on Apple iTunes or you're listening via Spotify, you're watching via YouTube, hit the subscribe button, help us out by writing us a review. It helps up the algorithm so more people can view and watch the Iron Union podcast. 
Our social channels, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Twitter to some extent, and TikTok as well. A lot more happening over to our TikTok channel. So check those out. I'm gonna sit back, send it down to Houston. This is myself, Gerhard, Robert Chinesky, Michael Bischoff, Sam Strange, Joey Savage, the crew from Glaxon. Let's go. Adding my product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is five percent of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education. Willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. Things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, it just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. Supplement Engineer Podcast, right? Was that what you call yours? Sure. Yeah, that works. Uh, we are hosting these four jabronis. Well, three and G. He's with us. Sam Strange, Michael Bischoff, Joy Savage, Glaxon. Um, they look very excited to be here, don't they, Robert? Let's just clarify. G's here of his own accord. He's not here working. Yeah, he just, he's just here to I'm hang working. Out. I'm just having fun. Uh, I, like I was started the first edition of this she podcast. Needs to sleep for the next he days. does, <laughs> pretty much. I'm gonna let He's Robert. I'm gonna let Robert start the podcast because I talk too much generally. So I'll let uh, Mr. Schnitzky over here ask the first question or Schnitzel statement. Mr. 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 Flugel. Um, first off, thank you guys for hosting us. This is awesome. Thank you for coming. We appreciate. Wait, it. they're hosting you? I mean, they they let us. You know, just. They let him drive here. Right. Yes, in the sense that, like, a family hosts uh, a woman in uh, Handmaid's Tale. Kind of like that. Uh, I don't... Well, well if anyone else sexual. is listening, sure. they'll understand. Okay, okay. go on. They, they are opening up 
their offices to us to Nothing come like in. Completely useless. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for this. This is awesome. It's good to see G and Ryan. I haven't seen you guys since the Arnold three years ago, probably. Great now. to see you, man. Who's um, going to the Arnold? Anyone? Not me. I bet your Arnold will be there. Yeah. I don't think so. Probably right. He usually goes, right? Big question. What's on tap for 2022 after a, a baller 2021, gentlemen? I think 2020 was pretty baller to you, just to clarify. So. That's two years ago. That's like 15 years ago in supplement. It's true, actually. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Right. Don't go Especially with like a couple of years, but clips on Instagram and all that stuff. Oh, man. Um, How do you improve oh. and continue to make awesome shit for this year? Well, um, I think we tried to elaborate on this a little bit with uh, with people like Brian and, and um, you know, like any of the platforms that sort of did the like brand of the year and evaluation of like our, our uh, basket of goods from 2021, it's gonna be almost impossible for us to like deploy as many different things as we did last year from like a product standpoint. I mean, there'll be flavors, um, there may be some upgrades. There's going to be some V3 things that we've planned, but um, you know, I think we're trying to figure that out still. Like, obviously, we're going to keep it interesting, and we do have like a kind of a war chest of things that we want to do. But um, getting the brand sort of where it is right now um, changes like the difficulty uh, in, in just rolling out. I'm a big advocate in breadth before depth, so we've definitely got a lot of breadth now, but we need to add some depth into those SKUs, which are more flavors, perhaps some licensed flavors, authentic collab type flavor vibes. Um, there are obviously some new categories that I think we're gonna be a first to even bring into the sort of active nutrition space. Won't give too much away here, because obviously then won't be the first, because someone else will go and do it. But um, yeah, when you have someone with a box of tricks like Joey, when it comes to the ingredients and our sort of mixture of creativity and different sort of eyes for this, uh, it's it's, uh, it's organic. We just keep finding new ways to, and I hate this word a little bit because we can use a little bit too much innovate, but we do, we do try and innovate the space, but that's one part of a bigger pie of what we do here at Glass. Do you, you mentioned collaborations. Do you think you guys need that? We don't need it, but it's nice to have it because we can afford it, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, I, I think there's just like, there's so many people that are kind of jumping into that lots, with well. lots of cool stuff. Um, like I'm I don't sort see of that. proud of like where Glaxon is, like despite not having um, anyone else's IP like in our flavors or, right. or whatever. I mean, obviously we have partners in the on the ingredient side. Um, and you know those those that's definitely some IP sharing, but I'm I'm kind of proud of like where we are right now, and I like um, that when somebody reaches for a Glaxon product, like the first thing that they're looking at is like our our crazy label, which is kind of like it's like album art for us. Mm -hmm. Like every product looks different, so we put a ton of creative energy into kind of like giving someone an experience. Uh, and then the products do really well, you know, like they, they, we don't release anything that we don't really believe in and um, I don't know how long we will carry on without having any licensed flavors. Um, it's something we do discuss, like, you know. We get offers, often. we get offers all the time. Yeah, we've had people reach out and, and want to do some things. Uh, it's, it's, I, not, not something you haven't heard of, but it's just not really on brand, yeah. like 
for us at the moment. Very compelling for us to do it. Something not another me too sort of yeah. flavor. There's some things that we've flavor collab right here. There's some things that we've kind of wanted, but. Um, it's like going from zero to a hundred. Like they're like very ambitious. Sure. Um, I think it's inevitable that we'll have one. Is it going to happen this year or next year? Right. I really have no idea. I think it's uh, Robert and I, UBG, for the longest time. We were, we're different. Like you guys don't necessarily have to concern yourself with the day to day, customer ground level, retail ground level, people like social media wise. But when you guys made the announcement this year that you're doing a deal with GNC moving forward to essentially fuel innovation. A lot of brick and mortar retailers were pissed. They just assumed off the bat, like you probably heard it, I heard it, I'm sure you yeah, heard it. I definitely you know, heard the it. whole like F Glaxon, they've gone corporate. What's the what's the conversation piece to the brick and mortars who have been there? Let's since not day confuse one? like selling out of products. I agree. Selling I agree. Out of corporate, yeah. like, do you know what I'm saying? We sell out of product. We don't sell out. I agree. We have SKUs which are available exclusively for the wholesale channel. Sure. And we have some SKUs which are available in GNC. Um, GNC's been around since what, 1920 something? So GNC's always been around. The real threat for brick and mortar is Amazon, something we've not even put any money into. Right. So um, I don't you, know who does more for wholesale than us, really, to be honest. But can you explain a little bit for the listeners that might not understand what wholesale versus yeah. just going with GNC is? Because some people have so whole Yeah, good point, Robert. So wholesale would be specialty brick and mortar retailers, which are the lifeblood of the industry and something that is like a rite of passage. And, we're very thankful for our retail partners. There's a lot of very good stores. There's some shitty ones too, to be fair. But um, yeah, people are nodding their heads in this room. But uh, we we have definitely not walked away from that area of the industry. It's something that we're all very passionate about. We've all come up through those ranks. Sure. And, um, yeah, being successful isn't selling out. Mm -hmm. You know, selling out would be saying you can't have our products anymore. We're only going to go through GNC, and no one else can have it in the world. And that's not what we've done. So. Well, I'm I, know, you guys I, I had a really good, candid conversation last week with um, Tim and Steve from yeah. Natural Body. Uh, I forget what Steve even called me about, but um, shout out Natural we, Body. Yeah, but uh, Steve is like a. A, a massively outspoken uh, member of this this brick and mortar specialty, you know, He's the voice um, of the, yeah. small, medium-sized chains like all over the U.S. And like our position with GNC, it, I'm very candid with him, and they're not concerned with that because like our products do well for them, and it, and we show up for them. You know, we were like after this partnership with GNC was announced, we were in in Queens. Like, I mean, you yep. know, you were there. Yep. Um, the part of the conversation that's interesting is our protein is, is coming, the, the protos that we've launched, like sort of like a test to get feedback and like refined it a little bit. Uh, we're coming out with three flavors in that, like in the next quarter, let's say. Um, we would not be able to do that and make money if we didn't have a partner that had like deep pockets like GNC does, because we couldn't. I mean, we, we can try to pretend like it's a good business decision, uh, and if you're a fan of what we're doing, what we've done so far, like we have no intention of like letting up on a lot of the cool things that people come to us for. Right. We've kind of gotten this like um, innovative, uh, you know, distinction as a brand, and like that's going to probably get like more intense because of the capabilities that we'll have. The brand, the brand's going to make more money. It's going to have bigger distribution. Like our, when we do innovative things, it's going to go into thousands of stores. Um, thousands of GNC stores or also all of the stores. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't have, 
you know, I'm not going to get into the weeds of the details, but like, there's nothing about our relationship with GNC that like just stops us from doing business with the people who helped us build the brand, um, and that's not going to change. Right. Um, you know, so the the cool thing is is that our partnership with GNC is going to enable us to do more uh, that we wouldn't have otherwise been able to do. Like, we would never. I would have never been like, hey, let's uh, let's run this protein that costs twenty dollars a unit to make, like in relatively small batch, and then put it in, you know, to one and two and three and four, five, six chain stores all over the country and spend, you know, ridiculous amounts of money shipping it. Like, what's the point in doing that? If you if you do something cool and it makes money, you can do it over and over and over again and add to it. If you do something cool that doesn't make any money, it's only going to last so long. Right. Um, so that's a kind of like a wind. To be honest, yeah, everyone who was buying Glaxon in the very early days, literally all of them are still with us. All of the people are here from the beginning. So if those guys have seen it go from a nothing brand to a something brand to one of the hottest brands now being a big brand and they're still with us, that tells me that we are doing the right thing. How for Joey, how's it been for you? Uh, how has innovation changed for you from being uh, a new brand to a hip brand to now a big brand? I mean, are you? these guys come to you and say, hey, I need you to hit this price point and you formulate or do you just formulate based on what you like and hope you hit the price point? We formulate based on what we like and then we hope to hit a certain price point and if it doesn't, you know, we got to find out is, do we bring a dose down? Do we lose an ingredient completely kind of thing? And now with our, our work with GNC, everything's got to be backed up by full human clinical safety and toxicity, toxicity studies. So. When it comes to like the newer things that are like probably legal and probably good, if we want to get that raw material and like sell a bunch of it and get it in decent quantities so the price makes sense, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot harder to do that. Um, it's a lot harder to be so far out on the cutting edge. Because even like when you want to be, um, you know, there would be like, well, we don't have studies that back this up in long term for, for safety at this dose, you know, all these different hoops you have to jump through. So, you know, has it gotten a little bit more, more challenging in that sense? Yeah. It's nice, though, because we keep up with, like, the cutting edge of science, and we know that, you know, results of these studies are only, like, a month or two away mm -hmm. before we can get these ingredients actually into a store where we can buy them. When you partner with a big retail chain like GNC, do they have any kind of flex or input on to your ability to create products as far as, say you want to sell something off-channel, just D to C? Do they say, hey, if you're partnering with us, you can't sell this because no. we, it's not in our. No, it's that's, not in our. That's product. not at all the case. We're going to have. It's a partnership, it's not a dictatorial relationship. Yeah. So. yeah, we're going to have several different ways of getting products out. We'll still have D2C, we'll still have our own website, we'll still have our independent stores. And every. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a scavenger hunt. You know, if you want to have like the entire brand, you're never going to be able to go into just one you store. You have to embrace the only channel. It's the only way to be successful now, in my opinion. So. Joey, you spent some time, and I guess Sam, you as well, but Joey, you probably spent the most time at a large corporate entity within this space uh, and a previous employer. Does anything about like the growth of Glaxon remind you of those guys? Does anything scare you about how quickly you're growing and how big you could potentially be? Yes. I'm having to do everything. <laughs> I'm having to do everything that I've ever done in my whole life at, at about three times the speed that I've done it previously. And are we following a similar path? Yes and no. Um, because, you know, a lot of this is happening for us much, much more quickly than it was with, with uh, the other brand. So, you know, I like the fact that I'm being challenged that hard.
because at the end of the day, you know, I haven't gone through all those previous experiences for nothing, and you know, then I just have to use those skills all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, what I'm curious about is where do you guys keep finding inspiration? So you, we've seen you kind of go into some new product categories. What is that spark of inspiration? Can I tell you one thing? It's not yeah the industry. That's not a source of inspiration because we're not looking at what anyone else is doing. We're not paying too much attention. We celebrate good brands. We buy good product, but we are not looking insular like a lot of these brands are. I, I think that's why Glaxon looks completely different to anything else. So I would yeah. say like just kind of a different like way of what Sam just said. Like the yeah, industry. The, the, well, no, no. The like the industry at large, like all these other products, products that we make on our manufacturing side for brands that aren't ours. Like, it's just so intuitive. Like, what is going on? Like, it's not something. Like, I don't need to go look at what's being done because, like, like I already know. You know, I already know what kind of like I, I have very uh, realistic expectations for like what's going to be in this category of product across. You know, across the industry. Um, so I wouldn't say that we're just like not, like overtly not looking and recognizing what other people are doing. Like it's just, I don't see that kind of moving along, like in progressing all that much. Like we were having a conversation about like what's going on with pre-workouts right now. Yep. Um, you know, if if we put together a product and it's in a category like a traditional category that's been around for a while like of course it's going to include nuts and bolts that are similar to a whole bunch of stuff out there but um and i forget what brand it was but we did something recently um and somebody was like oh you know so and so brands like already done that you know and i'm like you know i can't i don't even the same worth my time trying to convince you that like that wasn't even a thought the thing is, is that like that's just so intuitive. Like, of course, that someone's done that. You know, of course, someone put electrolytes in their amino product or, or whatever. You know, whatever it is. Um, so, you know, Sam's like totally correct in saying that. Like, we're not looking out at the industry and being like, oh, kind of like me too. This um, we use a lot of products in in the industry. We buy a lot of competitors' products. What's that? We've got, like, there are You saw me do it today, guys. Yeah, there's direct <laughs> competitors to Glaxon, and, like, those products are, like, pretty close to my, like, regular routine, you know? Yeah. I um, use a Ghost product, at least. I use Ghost Pump all the time. It's one of my favorite you know, pump products, and, you know, that's a quality brand, though. I'm talking about dog shit brands and the P2 brands. Ghost is a uni another unique Black Swan kind of event in the industry for me, so. Yeah. You guys have been compared quite a bit to Ghost in terms of just like that's a compliment marketing a brand, and like this yeah. is different and like your brand with good products um, you'd mentioned something we did on the Q&A a potential specimen pre-workout energy drink by the end of the year yes everybody seems to want to get into to beverage mm -hmm. it is extremely expensive to ship it yes. is tough to get line time why are you do you want to do it because it's just something that interests you guys personally mm -hmm. or is GNC asking for it? like what's driving the a idea to go with that okay. like GNC doesn't dictate our direction uh, you know they uh, they actually ask us for insights on direction in general so I would say they respect our uh, views on things um, I think that I use those products every single day myself mm -hmm. I, I take an energy drink pretty much 350 days of the year yeah probably. I like it I like the lower caffeine one so you can have multiple servings throughout the day um, I want to do you know, there's a lot of good products out there, but I think you can always evolve. Flavor evolves every, you know, right. every year there's better flavors out, right? We've all noticed that trend. So I think there's different ways of doing things. 
I don't think you're reinventing the wheel with it. I'm not going to try. In my opinion, we wouldn't try and do anything outside of the box because most people just want flavor Kool-Aid. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's people, people want, want good tasting caffeine. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Delicious, refreshing, good tasting caffeine, and you know, at that certain <coughs> price point, which you know goes up every every few months in the hyperinflation. But anyway, I digress. Does that? So you guys self-manufacture a lot of your own stuff, right? Because mm -hmm. you guys have the capabilities here. You wouldn't be doing that. Does that type of thing make you all nervous that you have to put your trust in someone else to make a product for you? That you? I mean, know, now in today's economy, on, yeah. yeah That's a good on multiple levels, um, I mean, there's points of redundancy that we've spent six months like trying to service just for Glaxon, where it's like, hey, like we can't realistically have all our eggs in the zero day basket you know like what if what if uh, zero days to manufacture yep. yeah yeah so that's like our um sister company, sister company if you will uh but like if, if zero day burns to the ground or um you know just something horrible happens like we were Security totally screwed yeah. so now Glaxon's kind of grown into a, a a business where like it needs to do everything else on its own mm -hmm. and so like we're, we're kind of like doing what we can to put the organization together that, that like makes Glaxon like its own company. But it was very much like seated as like a, hey, let's let's do this and see if it works. Uh, like we had a conversation earlier, like there's some other opportunities that we haven't even gotten to yet yes. because Glaxon's done so well. Um, Long may it continue as well. What I'm getting at is that it's the, the supply chain is so difficult and producing custom items right now, prob like probably in any industry is so difficult that it's not all that lucrative. Like you can walk up to somebody and be like, hey, I want to do, um, you know, we're, we want to run 200,000 units of product. Here's a million dollar check. Yeah, you know, and it still doesn't like that used to be the biggest problem. It's like, okay, well, if you have money, then like we'll do whatever the hell you want. We got a team of people, they'll put everything together and make sure it's right. You need to buy. Uh, you know, that's so there's that's that's an issue. Um, you talking about getting into can, you know, where the margins razor thin, distribution is like everything. Like, just like if you don't have. You can say it about any anything in supplements or, or probably most industries. If you don't have distribution, then you're just dead in the water. Like it doesn't matter how awesome your product is. Uh, in can, that's probably way more of an issue than it is with like you know pre-workout powder or whatever. Um, you know you can't just like cold call people into buying right. your cans. You know like the people who move cans are big chain distribution. You know um, so I think it's. It's some. It's a matter of time project for us. Um, nobody's telling us that they need us to do it any sooner. Um, Sam's probably more um, inclined to do it sooner rather than later, uh, and I'm not. But that's because like the, the the contract manufacturing portion of Glaxon is like my problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's very easy for me to be like no we're doing all like we're doing just fine like i'm not interested in doing that but sam's actually got a like a pretty robust background in purchasing like produce on a very high level so uh you know if that's if that's something where i can be like hey this is how i think like we can we should do this and put my opinion on it like you go police these yeah. people into making us something yeah, awesome at some point special projects will become a thing naturally in the company uh, i wouldn't be looking to do it solo i'd be looking for a you know, should it have a subscription right. factor or whatever you would like to call it, a partner. Right. Um, if you look at anyone who has done it recently successfully, they've all had yep. pretty substantial investment and partnerships, and we would be looking to replicate that because it's the only way to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Joey, did you spend uh, time?
time in beverage in previous life? Oh, I've totally spent time in beverage before. So, um, like, does that the formulation for, you know, a, a stable liquid excite you as much as, say, these powders and capsules you're doing? Absolutely it does. But there's a whole different set of challenges that you have to go through. You have to be at a certain pH level. You have to have certain preservatives and stuff that are in there. And, you know, colors behave differently when you actually have, like, a full-fledged liquid that has to be at a low pH. So it's, it's not as easy to, like, say, color something blue. You can color something red. You can color something green. Coloring something blue is, like, hard to do uh, unless you're using, like, artificial colors. But I actually, you know, I've, I've had a beverage before, um, and, you know, it did, it did not pretty, go very well. Well, I mean, it, it, it did go well until it didn't go well, right. until, like, I had, like, huge demand and not enough money kind of thing. <laughs> and, and, and it, you know, what else was cool about it was the fact that I actually got some hands-on develop, hands development experience doing that kind of stuff. Right. And I got the best uh, sports nutrition food and beverage in 2017. That was a Supply Side Editor's Choice Award. Oh boy, credentials! Killing it. Credentials. All right. Well, we're, we're before we take our first little break. Uh, tell us what we're about to. Yeah. Now I must admit, I didn't want to make a massive noise shaking it up, and there was no ball put in the shaker. Whoever brought me the shaker should have had ice. You would have been fine. It's, anyway, it's, is this it's, strawberry or is this cookies? This is the cookies and milk flavor. Cookies milk, and milk. Milk and cookies. Should we put an ice cube in it? Uh, yes. If you'd yes, like yes. ice cubes Please for this, ice cube. This is the new Protos way cookies and milk, not cookies and cream. Cookies and milk flavor of Protos. All right. So you said cookies and milk. Like, what kind of cookie are we talking about? We're here? talking like you know cookies that you find but on not the a counter. Chip. So not a chocolate chips like a sugar cookie. They definitely, they definitely taste like cookies you didn't make. Well, yeah. Okay. Which actually is a little better than had you made them. All right. Does anyone here actually know how to make fucking cookies apart from Bischoff? You buy the Pillsbury things at the store and then you put them in the oven. Mm. Oh, I'm a cookie maker. You buy the boxes filled with them. No, I'm not talking about <laughs> that. Okay. All right, boys. Cheers. Cheers. You guys taste much. One sip, right? Can I ask you about the one sip? Well, that's that's you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, say, yeah, the one sip review I just saw two seconds ago was two sips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's good, right? Yeah, like, yeah. A lot of times, like the for me, anytime I get like a cookies and cream or milk and cookies or cookies and milk, like the base is always like weird to me. It's a lot of different. This, no, this, this is, this is a yeah. So it's cookie. not cookies and cream. It's it literally a sugar cookie in a glass of milk. It almost reminds me of like the middle of a can I say Oreo? We're using that. Mm, I mean, it's, it's no, definitely different. I don't, get that from, I don't get the middle of an Oreo. It's definitely sugar. It's like sugary. It's like yeah. More, I get sugar. Um, be I get sugar cookie yeah. in like a little, like kind of like a vanilla milkish vibe, mm, yeah. and I, I, okay. it makes me like want like a uh, like sugar cookie crumbs. Yeah, my grandma had these little like flour kind of looking sugar cookies that had a hole in the middle of them. We would always eat those. It reminds me of that if you dip those in like the, the vanilla, like almost like the vanilla version of Oreo. Yeah, like, I love how you Maybe that's or are you talking about like those? <laughs> are you talking about like the cookies that came in the tin? I mean, those are good. Tins. Oh those my things. god! Yes, yes. That I might like be that. it with milk. Yeah. I will okay. say what what makes this better than most, in my opinion, is the the protein blend that you guys use because the mouthfeel. Yeah. Me, I like yeah. I like the mouthfeel on something like this versus like a straight isolate is tends to be a little thin. bit more thin to me. It's um, not vanilla with like little like black specks in it. No, 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 it's not vanilla milk or anything. Yeah. It's got that sugar cookie, vanilla, maybe a little bit of lemon, but not. It, not definitely imperceptible. Golden cookies. Yeah, definitely. You guys have something for us to taste after the break too? Yes. Oh yeah. All right, take a quick break. Come back. Boom. 
didn't give us any feedback. Oh, really? I told you it was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. It tasted like those tin can yeah. fucking cookies. No, you said Oreos. I said the tin can. Well, right, no, the, the golden Oreos. Yeah. No. It was but very first good. I was thinking about the white hey, one. I, I would like, love, hey, ghosts ghost listening, I would love a golden Oreo flavor. Dude, so would I. They would, they they would kill that. Yeah, so would I. This one is what we're about to try here. That is the strawberry. It smells like pure strawberry. Just just yeah. strawberries and strawberry milk. Okay, strawberry milk. Oh, it does kind of smell like the Nesquik. That's kind of what we were going for. That's good. It's it's not just strawberry. So strawberry that has a great mouthfeel. Full full right transparency. I was telling Sam this earlier. I was sent a beta sample of it, and I didn't like it. The one you guys it's sent completely me. different. Yeah, I said it was like a sourness to it. Yeah. It was almost like not good. eating a freeze dried strawberry. It wasn't great. And I said if you're trying to be Nesquik, this is it. This is much closer to Nesquik. This is really good. It almost sounds like a, a sh strawberry shortbread. Bag. It's got a tingliness to it. Has something in the background. That's this like is better than the Tubby Juice Box Day. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Tubby Juice Box Day is very good. This is better than that. Yeah, yes. I mean, I like, I'm a big fan of the natural protein flavors, not super artificially. You know, sometimes it can be too much. If obviously, yeah. you get like a crazy flavor, you're going to expect the artificial crap with no sugar. Right. Something basic like a strawberry or a chocolate, you don't need to go mad with the artificial shit. I think the mouthfeel really adds yeah. to the experience quite a bit. Like, dude, right. it's yeah. the fucking milk, dude. Yeah. Just put it makes it milkshake. milk in there. <laughs> Literally. That's really good. good. I never liked strawberry quick as a kid. They I fucking really? hate all of them. I all the strawberry milks, fuck them yeah, all in a fucking bucket gross. with every fucking flavor of grape that ever. I know. fucking love yeah. them. Just so people know. I like chocolate. Anyway, there's, there's, there's a different. Look, I think there's hope for people like me in this world that are so jaded by strawberry and grape flavors because you just never know what to expect, right? True. I like them all. And well, you know, I, I'm just one of those people. I'm standoffish. Some I've had a strawberry or a grape disappoint me in my life, and right. it's been very impactful. Dimetap is definitely guilty of this. Dimetap is awesome. I like I love Whoa. This Whoa. This Lots of emotions around awesome. our grapes, gentlemen. This was our biggest disagreement. Dimetap is awesome. He hates grape. I love grape. I'm kind of grape. I would have to review all the grapes because, like, I love grape. Yeah. No, I'm well, I don't, I'm not going to grab, I'm never going to pick a grape supplement off the shelf. I, but I like No, it's Russian roulette with that shit. I like the flavor of Diamond Tap though. If you've ever had one of the OG grape flavors from like 10 years ago, it's tasted like fucking asshole. Mm. Yeah, the muscle text. Oh, yeah. mate, the, yeah. can, I, can I say this? Yeah, I guess I can say this. The uh, Dark Rage grape. Uh, you ever tried that pre-workout? No, it's not around anymore. HP back in the day. Okay. There's people on the Discord who know exactly what the hell you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Dark, Dark Rage grape products, but they were Disgusting. Well, innovation doesn't taste good. <laughs> I, that's what I would have said back then, but now it's uh, you definitely you asked to. You just used to chug shit. I that. don't care what it tastes like yeah. as long as it works. You yeah, give us a paper fucking bag. <laughs> yeah. That's Risky a good question. Right. So it used to be if something tastes like shit, I don't care. It tastes like shit. Let me chug it back. Flavor has progressed so far today. So flavor is king. Flavor is above formula for most people now. Right. But, should it still be that way, or should it still be, I want effects over flavor? Um, That's what I'm kind of curious about. Because there are some people say that, don't worry about flavor. If it's the nastiest, gnarliest tasting thing, but it works well. It better do something it. amazing. And in addition to make my genitals big. I better gain 20 pounds of muscle than taste bad these days. Okay. Yeah, you better put up or shut up with, with your effects if your flavors suck. Yeah. I think, I mean, honestly, you know, that's that point, too. It's like... 
who's your who's your target consumer, right? Like if you're if you want to get somebody that's walking to the Costco, you better leave your flavor. Who cares about formula at that point? Because yeah. I mean, they are going to convince themselves that what they're drinking is working. And for the most part, the C4 at Costco works for many people. In general, right? everybody feels caffeine, and they get it, it works. Yeah, the yeah. I feel something. It tastes good. It gets me to the gym. We've talked about this before on your podcast, Robert. Like most of us would be fine just taking C4, getting that energy boost, going to the gym. We'd be fine, but of course we get better results using, you know, but for the most part, most of us would get some results just taking our C4 or, or a C4 product and, you know, go to the gym, get a good workout from that boost in energy, but, you know, it has a great product experience at the end of the day. Scruff Daddy, or yeah, Scruff Daddy here says that it's like when people buy Bucked Up and think that it's quality, and I'm like, come on. But they do, in their in their defense, have great flavors. Yeah, they, they do nail it right there. Flavors. And the formulas aren't as bad as some people think. They're not. They're, they're totally For the most part, they have the basics down right. Like the yeah. citrulline's usually the It's still price. The caffeine's higher. Yeah. They sell those for profit. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> the Deer Antler gimmick is where they lost me, which is unfortunately yeah. a, their it's, entire But it's the brand of the brand, so you can't remove it yeah. now. Das Labs, yeah. Deer Antler Spray. Yeah. 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 I actually knew the original uh, founder of that. Guy from Utah, he sold it to come out of Mexico. A really cool guy, actually. And I love the uh, the branding, the acting style. Quite a lot of people to go with like that silhouette kind of vibe. Yeah. So um, took it in a different direction again, but that was what I was originally thinking: is how cool the pitbull face looked in the same kind of fashion as the beer. Straight at you. I was going to ask this question before Mike came back in the room, but since here, I'm asking anyway. Uh, you two both transplants outside, right? Like you came in to help Mike and team here build this thing into what it is today. What Not was really like? Joey was here before Blackson started. Okay. What What about like? What about this environment, Joey? Like attracted you to come over here, buy the mic, and the vision of what he wanted to do with Zero Day and eventually Blackson. Like what? What? drove you to make that choice. Have you seen my office? <laughs> I, 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 it's dude, it's like I'm a pig in shit every fucking day. I, like, you know, the the fact that I could come over here and work for somebody who's a manufacturer and have like direct access to, forget my lab, just like an entire warehouse full of raws that I can just completely pull and be artistic with. And, you know, the ability to do small batch runs at the beginning was really great. And to, to take that, and we're, we're basically looking at our timeline right now. How can you take going from small batch runs to major distribution GNC? Apparently the answer is like a little three years-ish. So, um, but <laughs> Michael's chuckling. But uh, it, the other thing is like, if you look at like the lab and how that's set up, it's a studio, it's a lab, it's an office, and there's a whole library of ingredients from people like Gerhard and, and all these other people out there that are just like constantly sending me samples and it's like it, it's so overwhelming at times that it's like just I just don't have time yeah. to really keep up with all this like thoroughly but then again there's things where it's like we have a great happy accident where I'm like oh I forgot I have this <laughs> and then I'm like oh we should probably use this in this product because that makes sense with the whole theme of how that product is going and you know, so in answer to your question, like it, the opportunity for vertical integration and what we could do from that point, the, the power and the leverage that we could have from that, that's what was so important to this. All right, um, I have a question. In space, in NASA. Well, let, let Sam answer his real quick. Like, what brought him over? Sam have something to say? Like, what drew you? Sam, you got a plethora of experience to a couple different brands, big brands, your own brand. Mm -hmm. What about Michael? What about what they were doing here? 
did you want to be part of it? Well, first, being able to make products we wanted to take was obviously a big thing. Not a lot of brands can do that. Um, as we've alluded to earlier, we have had to cut back on some areas and go in and focus more on areas which make sense. And we made some mistakes. Mm -hmm. We did make some mistakes. Not everything was a hit out the door. We had one or two stinkers, so it's set us up for, uh, for good growth and success. But I think that's probably the main thing, was just having the opportunity to not worry about supply, just worry about sales and marketing. What can you really do if you are vertically integrated? Mm -hmm. and, I mean, it's, it's a perfect match for me. <coughs> All right. So my question is, um, this has been on my mind for a bit, probably for a while now. So you guys have like, you know, all these interesting products that no other brand really has. You know, I still to this day don't really know what category flight is in. I still don't know what Zerion actually is, but I know a lot of people like it. And it's like very different. Where do you guys come up with these like ideas and how to approach the categories differently and almost in a way come up with your own category? Because, like, where does it start, you know? Like, there's a story on that. It's so, it's so different from any other company I've ever it's seen. Usually in a text message between multiple people is where it will start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it will metamorphosize. But I'll let Joey talk about this because it's more with him and Mike's area originally. So I'll come in from a slightly different angle. I'll come in more as a consumer. So DR creatine, Dr. Creatine is an example. Number one complaint from a lot of people is stomach bloating. That's a real world thing. That's not like some you know technical knowledge. I mean, that's just like anecdotal from dealing with it. And now people are seeing, yeah, we Dr. Creatine. That's one example. Just as me thinking about it from a consumer, what I'd like to see. Never mind Joey going into all well, these are categories that don't even exist yet. I think Dr. Creatine is a great example because when I heard about that, I was like, well, fuck, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my first reaction. Um, but like, the, it's something so simple. And I would say like one of the main things, themes of it is that we like to do things differently. Like, and, and that applies to a lot of Hey, people. can I throw that open to Mike on Goon? Because that's one example. How many times did we fuck around pivoting on the Goon formula and then what we ended up with? How many formulas, how many labels have been a complete and utter fucking nightmare to get done. Like when you're going through it, but then once it's done, it's behind you and you're like, and then you're like, I'm bored, what's, what's next? And then you're like on to the next Wonder College. It was a, a concept that we just really had to like hammer that out in so many different ways. That, that's one which hasn't really caught on fire yet. It's kind of just been bubbling under. Like, you know, we have sales for it and decent demand, but nothing crazy. I think in like 12 months' time, people are going to catch up with that and be like, oh, wow, this makes so much more sense. This is such a more comprehensive formula than just generic bovine collagen in terms of you know efficacy which is what, we what want. sets it apart i guess for the people that aren't sure why why go for this versus vital proteins or any of the other four thousand other collagen supplements if you want fancy collagen you'll buy our collagen if you want fucking grab bag cowhide scraping you'll buy vital proteins okay. it down a bit on a simple level it's like it's uh as far as collagens go the, the flavored ones like are definitely uh, industry leading like there, there's some particular things that we have to do to the collagen to make it taste uh, or to flavor really, really well. And I don't 
see that being commonplace in, in, in flavored yeah. collagens. Well, my wife says she, it always tastes like nails when she, whenever she tries a collagen. No, 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 no. Other, <laughs> other collagen. <laughs> she hasn't tried yours yet, except for the was it the collagen that you sent us? Was the the rose one? Rose yes, rose? dude, that one is so different. It's I, I, I like it because it's the only refreshing it. collagen to go to, right? right? Like it's not it's not uh, chocolate. Yeah, but every other one said tastes like nails. Refreshing. Well, yeah, it's not that. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I drink it at night, and I, I'm, I, I think it's, it's. I go to it over the, the cinnamon uh, or the Pump, pumpkin. Same pumpkin. Same same just because uh, it's like a nice, like kind of uh, cooling kind of. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I, I think our label will get some people um, if they're just looking for a collagen and they happen to buy ours. Like it's going to be hard for them to find something flavored as well. There are really good flavored collagens out there. I'm not saying there aren't, but. Um, those two things, and they have nothing to do with the formula. And that's like where we're at now. Like it's not worth innovating with ingredients unless you can like check the other things off. You know, it has to be like, it has to be incredibly delicious, like that people want to come back for that. Uh, it has to look cool. Uh, and then you can put like awesome stuff in the product. And like, that's the third layer. Uh, and I feel like we have this, this kind of conversation every time we do a podcast but it's like if that's the third layer where like a year later someone's like oh well I'm just not gonna go anywhere else like this this is collagen with these other things and you know it tastes better than the other ones I tried and it's the same price point and I think it looks cool and you know whatever but um yeah, I forget what the specific well, the, question I mean, was. The, the main question. No, no, I, we haven't really fully answered it. Yeah, that's why I, <laughs> no, I want to touch on this. The bioavailability is the, for me, most important part of that formula. Yeah, still, and and we even address <coughs> that. We have the IO collagen, which is like, uh, and estrogen, both features um, in this product. So like, you know, th there's that. But on the the macro scale of what you're talking about, like, yeah. how the fuck do you? find these little weird like what is zerion anyway they're, they're like overlapping categories like zerion is part gda and part anti-aging and you, you can look at something like flight which is something that's that's like partly like a gh-ish kind of product that's not bullshit just fuse into categories together like arbitrarily the correlation between anti-aging and blood sugar is is there so there's yep. a tie-in on the back end it's not just scattergun approach you know no and and you know where you can reference different studies and stuff like that and you can also or, or the other common thing that was about those two was peptides and peptides and a dr cap which is you know become kind of our bread and butter actually zerion's not a dr cap that one that peptides acid staple but um the thing about it is like it putting those kinds of things it's and it's it's all once again it's the 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 different re pattern repeating again so like instead of doing a gda that's like your standard block. Thirty and minutes before a meal. Well, and the other thing is, like GDAs for me, kind of became like pre-workouts because you were saying seeing the same things over and over again, like every GDA, and it's like you know this category is starting to get boring. So we're going to do something drastically different and just try to mix it up and, and see how people deal with it. Um, having upgrades like dihydroberberine, pretty fucking cool. The NMN, that's pretty cool. And then we have the, the Pepto-Dia, so that's like another version of like actual peptides that we're using in formulas. And then you'll see that pattern repeating across the entire line. Um, but flight is like this combination attempt at, you know, general hormone and organ health, but 
going through some of the spec sheets, we're looking to fine tune some of that. But the other really cool part about flight that I don't think people talk about a lot is the whole stem cell part of it. You know, there's colostrum and placenta and orchic and all these different things that, you know, have peptides that we're trying to get in your gut. But like the stem cell aspect of it for recovery is also something that is like really like not looked at. And there's a company that's been selling this raw material for a long time that's like had access to, you know, a, a substantiated, you know, claim that they actually can increase stem cell output into the blood. And you got to look at this from a couple of different perspectives because that's not necessarily a good thing. So like having lots of stem cells in your blood probably means that whatever different growth factors and stuff that are in its immediate proximity are going to have an effect on the fate that the stem cell becomes. So unless you have ample blood flow to like your extremities or something like that, say you're completely sedentary, sit on your ass and take flight, you're probably going to release those stem cells and make a lot of red blood cells. Congratulations. No you, medical advice, just Yeah, yeah this is my speculation. Yeah. But it's also something that is reflected in the studies. And they've, they've shown stem cell increase output in, in rodents. They've also done in humans. They've also done in horses. And I thought the horse one was really neat because they were, they were looking at using this kind of like these different algae extracts in, in race horses to see, you know, could this work if, for, for their recovery after a race. Um, and they found out that within like 60 to 90 minutes, there were substantial increases in stem cell output. So. I thought that, that was pretty neat, a really cool story to tell, and you know it overlapped those those recovery and GHish kind of patterns that you see in a couple of different products. So to forge a path there made sense. And so the main question now, how did that come about? Like, how do you guys do? You guys text, hey, let's do something with stem cells in a supplement, or like, how did that like product? I can't take any credit for this. So this like, was it a text? Why? Yeah, for or, or like this any or, part or of the original axon, oh, or uh, good mode, any anything, like <coughs> anything interesting, like like I don't know. Originally, it was like because Joey and I just like tinkered uh, before Sam was with us. Like we just, I mean, we still do this shit. Sam does it with us now too, but we just tinkered with things that we wanted for us, and then like sort of created. Um, you know, endless like sheets and formulas and potential things. Maybe we would mock up like a, a we had the like whole a, an R and D MFG sheet and be like, hey, this is what I want. Like, let's make our let's make one of these for ourselves to have and like just take every day. Um, the NMN product like is something we made like over two years ago. It was a little bit different. We put it in DR caps and like Joey and I both took home like fifteen bottles. Um, <laughs> Trying to think of something well, that else. That was bougie as fuck. That one. It was. Yeah, that one was, that one was not that one commercially was viable. Still isn't commercially viable. Um, that one product for every day for the bougie motherfucker earlier asking the questions. That was it. Yeah. That was like the rolls. I think we like sent like that. To, we sent a picture of like a kilo of NMN uh, to people like maybe two years ago. The yeah. brand was like two months old. I think we sent it to like maybe Ben, Kane, and and Justin. Maybe you, but you probably wouldn't have really really cared too much, but. Just random like industry people who we thought might think it was cool, and like we literally, Joey and I literally just consumed that over let's say like a year and a half between the two of us. Sam got a couple bottles, so on. Um, Serenity was one where I kind of got personally obsessed with phosphatidylserine, and we expanded. Um, it's good and stuff. Uh, we didn't have we didn't make a product here with that in it. Um, 
We didn't have one for Blackstone yet. Uh, we we're just kind of toying. Joey, I, you know, Joey went out and got samples from like all these different vendors. We're messing with them, um, rambling a little bit. But like, I think Joey is like a. I was just joking in the Discord because like Joey's like a real life Jarvis, like for this operation. <laughs> he just knows like right away about like all kinds of shit. Like I can find like some obscure peptide. And if he doesn't know about it, he'll like pull up the molecular structure and be like, oh, this is like a version of this that I was looking at like actually like a decade ago. And then he'll pull up a Wikipedia that'll be some similar thing. Um, you know, half time that similar thing is a drug, but like what we're talking about isn't, you know. Um, anyway, so there's a lot of tinkering that goes on there uh, and it creates just like a war chest of like stuff that we're messing with. And then it becomes a viable product. Uh, Sam will come in and he's like the perfect benchmark because his his opinion is often so different uh, or it's grounded more in um, like the consumer or like the typical consumer you know with his experience like coming from Gaspari he's like way more grounded in uh, the typical consumer that was and still very much is but like and then Joey and I are more grounded in like what we think that can like typical consumer can be like you know um made into right I so there's that. like a marrying of like how do you sell to somebody that um was like a core customer of gaspari like seven years ago with a concept that like isn't is foreign to the entire industry right and so like you start seeing you might like if you look at our, our products that we've launched over the last year or so you'll you'll see like a convergence of like hey their label's really badass like their flavors are really good now um and these are like key things that like just that that customer definitely wants you know and it's very obvious like and then someone else that's like some super user in the industry picks it up and they're like oh this is like innovative as hell right but it's still still the guy walking in gnc that just wants a pump product the way we look at it is everyone's money's green so if you're an informed consumer or you're not informed you shouldn't get a worse or better product right. based on your knowledge um not everyone can be you know like we all like cars right but how much how many of us really understand how a combustion engine works right. even people who like cars and you know what a steering wheel nobody knows how this device works. no no, there's like five people on Earth, you know. Um, point is, we all buy them. They come out with a new one, like you know the updates, and you're like, oh, I need to get another one. You do everything on it, like you rely on it for like so many key things in your life. Um, and supplements are, are, they're kind of the same. I mean, once you get like into the routine of using certain supplements, like if I were to take them away from you, you would like feel. Um, I mean, I know I would if people took like certain key, like if people took caffeine away from me and, uh, you know, and creatine and just like basic uh, protein, you know, I mean, I'm fancy. So like if I didn't have like a GDA around or a stress product around or a sleep product around uh, or a pump product around, like I would start to get like kind of, uh, I would feel lost, you know, um, totally rambling here, but. Uh, I totally I can get relate it, to that. I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. I don't wake up if I wake up without caffeine. I my day is completely ruined. Mm -hmm. And if it's not the caffeine I want, if it's coffee, it sucks. If it's a caffeine pill, it sucks. If it's not like a, a nootropic or a fat burner or whatever, I'm completely lost for the day. Yeah, you do get spoiled working here because we get to try things that um, never, yeah, which might never come out. And then we, what we do is we try and take things which 
hard for the mass market and make them available yeah. to the mass market. And then when they understand that it works, they want to come back for more. Like, and that's, that's the thing, you're just giving people a better quality and a real product which makes label claim, which is a fucking elephant in the room that everyone needs to talk about in this industry all the time because, you know, not all things are equal. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, that, that, that was the coolest thing. Um, it's it's past now because it's just like it it, it isn't. Um, but before we had Glaxon, like I used to get a personal kick out of like Sam moves down here. Uh, he's never like been in and around contract manufacturing on a day to day day to day basis. You know, I used to get a personal kick out of being like, hey, like you want me to make a sample of this is your proposed formula. Okay, so let's go to the lab, and we're gonna make you one of these. And like, you have no idea like what it's like when this is meet, when this kind of shit meets label claim. The original, you know what I mean? Like everyone thought it was spike. Now I knew it wasn't because obviously we made it, but I understood it because it hit so fucking hard. And you're right. like, for nothing, like no DMHA, no fucking amphetamine, none of these. Well, yeah, I mean the craziest thing in it was yeah. was halostashine, which is like totally fine, even today. Um, and just an, like a, a, an aggressive dose of niacin, you know, a clinical dose of beta alanine. I really a lot feel of like caffeine, niacin got brought back by you know, uh, two forms of of yohimbe, rawalcine, and yohimbe HCL. That became a um, thing too. Yohimbe is actually are not like there's like a very small place like there's a very small amount of like vendors for for legit rawalcine um, and. The two that we can talk about that story. What's that? Do you want to talk about that story? No, probably okay. not. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's an ever there, there's a couple other story. big brands out there. I know exactly where they get their roll scene. Uh, we were uh, there's a secondary source for that, and there's these two companies that are basically like suing each other over the the. The, like rights to produce it based on See, their there was patents. A turf war. So, <laughs> so Shot going I'm on. not going to get into the legality of it. It's all like once you understand it, it's really not all that concerning. But the the point I'm trying to make is is that like really good yohimbe isn't like it's not like you can just go out and buy them like cereal. Like there's a there's only a couple places to get it. Most of it comes out of India. Listen, we've all had a pre workout which gives you that weird kind of like sweaty, clammy, and, and obviously your himbe's gonna make you sweat and have yeah. chills, but that dirty, yeah, yeah that horrible feeling, it doesn't make you feel good, it just makes you feel like shitty, and you just wanna sit in like a fucking bath or something, and um, get it out of your system as soon as possible. That's the thing, the, the high quality things used in the right dosages, which make label claim, because again, you're talking about super small dosages and the ability to miss it, as we've all found out over our time, when someone misses a decimal place, it can change things, you know? I remember the first time Sam tried GFY. And, yeah. I, was it GFY or was it regular specs? It might have been either one, but there was an awful lot of niacin in it. He went to Alf, he went to, well now it's Alphaland, but he went to Alphalete. Uh, I want to say it was like probably like July, so it was like 100 degrees outside. Oh, easily. Uh, you were still driving. You were still driving the hoopty. This was um, the first year. What the? What's a hoopty? It was a 2018 Dodge Challenger. I was a hoopty. <laughs> well, it was like that. It was like scuffed up and had some like it needed some body work. So, someone had reversed into it and driven off in a parking lot. Did you ball. like pretty much die that day in the gym? Is that what you're trying to? Um, so he, he, he comes back. Door. He comes back and is like. 
Like, it looks like he jumped in the shower with his clothes on. Yeah, makes sense. And um, Before he goes to the gym, he whips his shirt off in the parking lot, runs around yeah, in circles, so, so you can see it start uh, to yeah. take yeah, over. Yeah, so he takes it, and we just get caught up in some bullshit conversation. No, 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 let's get it straight. You and some other, <laughs> you and some other guy, who I won't name, fucking talking glass eyes to sleep, keeping me in a room after I've drunk pre-workout. Hey, I'm going to the gym. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Can we just talk about this for two minutes? Like, 45 minutes well, later. Well, he doesn't have a conversation for two minutes. We, no, we you saw see. Six yeah, times yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a conversation. This is Texas lack of punctuality, but anyway, I digress. Point is, yeah, it had me. It's called uh, hospitality. hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> Proper. Uh, all right, boys, we got to wrap it up here. We're going to be out of time, but a solid 2020, solid 2021, probably another big 2022. Um, we'll have to do this again because I think there's there's some questions that we didn't touch on. And, um, we have oh, God, yeah, that's it. We're like all over the place. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys get something out of it. Entertainment, uh, at least. We have tomorrow yeah. as well, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank All you. right. Appreciate you, gentlemen. Robert, always a pleasure. G, how was that? It's cool to see you. Thank you guys. Now, if you guys know how long it took <laughs> to get this podcast recorded, I got into Houston, I got lunch, I got to the Glaxon office at like 1.30. We didn't start recording, I shit you not, until like 5 o'clock at night because it took Joey that long to figure out how to set up the podcasting equipment. They went out and bought a soundboard, mics, everything for this podcast, and technology won Joey Savage nothing. We finally got it to work, and we gave you guys what you saw and listened to there. Again, appreciate you all for tuning in, watching, listening, etc. Hit that subscribe button. Write us a review. Help us the algorithm. Make sure you check out our official website, fitnessinformer.com. The crew at Glaxon is going to have a massive 2022. They could have easily won brand of the year in 2021, so if they can follow it up in 2022, which they admittedly said is going to be tough, but I don't know. I, I think that this crew has a lot to, to prove, uh, a lot of things that they want to show the industry. And I think the innovation arm that is given to them via the GNC partnership could be absolutely massive to this brand. So all nothing but love, nothing but love for the crew down at Glaxon. I appreciated my time there. They took me down to Alpha Land. I went to basically the social media influencer capital of the world and i guess i could say i am one of those again thank you for tuning in hit that subscribe button write that review follow us on our social channels stay up to date here for more episodes of the iron union podcast right here on youtube and for more supplement reviews rankings deals news workout routines and more visit us on our official website we are online